Welcome to Despirituality. We are in episode three of the Defeating Discouragement series. I've got Mike and Amy Query here with us, and a lot of you really enjoyed the uh, episodes we did, the series we did on guilt, and they were uh, deeply involved in that. And so I think you're going to enjoy uh, uh, their uh, their discussion uh, with me today, their conversation with me today. Um, and 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 just for those listening, uh, Mike is as I've described uh, the nemesis of Christmas uh, competition, and we are going to throw down at some point. It may be a little bit on this episode. We already did some off mic, but we're going to try to save it for a later episode. So you have to make it all the way through. And maybe what we'll do is we'll come back together for the fight episode, how to fight. And that's when we'll do the final Christmas. How to fight at Christmas. How to fight at Christmas. <laughs> that's our episode. The, uh, How to Jack fight Frost at Christmas. to your uh, Santa Claus. Ooh. Little Santa Claus 3 reference. Okay, okay. okay Santa, <laughs> hey, Santa Claus 3, do you like Santa Claus 3? I think, was that 3? 3 is Jack Frost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amy, do you like Santa Claus? Martin Short. I do, yeah. yeah, yeah like Santa okay, so who's the star of that? Tim Allen. Uh-huh, and where did he come from? Where did he come from? And Home Improvement was in Michigan. He's from Michigan. In real life or a Tim? In real life. That's why in Home Improvement, you'll notice in Home Improvement, he'll even wear a Hope College shirt. A bunch of my friends with the Hope College. Oh, he's deep Michigan. He's all the way. Absolutely. Anytime you bring up Christmas, <laughs> it's going to bring you back. You know, all roads lead back to when we were in the choir and in, in, in middle school because you had to do music you were in class. The choir? Well. In music class, you had to do. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, in, in middle school, you had to do music class, and yeah. basically, your class was a choir. I didn't voluntarily do it. <laughs> it's a required thing, and and so you you went in there and sang. And I can still remember, um, uh, "Children Go Where You Send Me," because we were taught that song. Nowadays, I'm not sure you could learn that song because it. I think it has Jesus in it and all that stuff. I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I wasn't a Christian, and I didn't even know if I believed in Jesus, but I was in there singing, like, children go. <laughs> I just like, you know how you like the melody of something? Yeah, sure. yeah you know, I don't know what you're about, saying. You know, yeah. throwing grenades, and you, you, know, <laughs> you know, if you get the right melody, man, you can get to, you can eat spinach. If you, really? you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this Defeating Discouragement series is, this one's new life. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we talked about uh, uh, that choosing God means choosing uh, God's purpose for your life in the previous episode. And this one, uh, choosing God means choosing this life. So it's not enough to choose your purpose, but you have to choose the life that God has called us to. And in this particular one, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about quitting. And uh, the reason we're going to do that is because uh, it, that's one of the great challenges to living the Christian life. Mm-hmm. And Philippians 3, verse 12, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I had a buddy of mine, uh, his name's Gregory Fletcher. He may one day listen to this, who um, he, he, had, he had grown up in a culture of singing, and he had this song he once taught me called I'm Pressing On. And it was based on the scripture, and it's about pressing on in the Christian life. And that's about you never think you arrive, but the real key to being a Christian is the ability to be faithful and to press on through whatever comes. And choosing this life means you're going to face some obstacles to being a Christian. And as we've been talking about, discouragement is one of those huge obstacles. And we've covered that in the previous episodes a lot. And it's going to make, sometimes it's going to make you want to quit and, uh, and, 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 and give up. Um, choosing a life of hope means believing God has a destiny for your life and being determined to overcome every obstacle until it becomes a reality. More often than not, this means defeating the quitter within us all. We're not going to be able to choose the life of a Christian until we are willing to take on every day the quitter that lives within us. There's five qualities of quitter, 
And one could get Mike and Amy in on this and discussing it with us all and getting a conversation going, but I'll delineate them now. The first type of quitter is one that uh, allows themselves to experience interruption a lot. Um, in other words, they play to avoid work. It's the same thing as when you're sitting down to do your schoolwork in college or high school. And I remember when I was in college, somebody come by and say, hey, Rush, you want to go play ball? And I'm telling you, even if I had a final the next day, I just could not resist it because I wanted to avoid the work I went and played. A lot of us end up quitting on a moment by moment, hour by hour or day by day basis. We call it, oh, I want to go play. I want to go do this fun thing. But what you're really trying to do is you're trying to interrupt your consistency and your devotion to the faith. Think of it this way. If you wake up in the morning, you're reading your Bible and praying, and all of a sudden you see some people that are going to do something really fun, and you start thinking, man, I wish I could do that, but i got to sit here and read my Bible and pray. And you start giving in to the quitting of interruption. Disruption is another form of quitting. Overreaction to avoid determination. You overreact to the things that happen in your life instead of grabbing hold of determination. You get overly emotional about stuff. It happens to me all the time. And as a and what it is is we get really emotional and caught up or hung up on things. It's really a way to avoid being determined. You know, interruption and disruption are ways to say, I don't want to work anymore. Oh, good. There's a reason to interrupt what I'm doing. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to be determined. I don't want to stick it out. Oh, good. This disruption's happened. I'm going to focus on the fact that my car tire is flat and I'm going to spend the next three weeks being discouraged about my car tire mm-hmm. being flat instead of fix the flat and keep on moving. Distractions, number three, choosing easy to avoid the difficult. Now, a lot of us do that. We get distracted by the easy. We go, ah, I'm going to start my day by doing all the easy things I have to do, and then I'll get to the difficult one later. But by the time you get to the difficult one, you're too tired, and you go, I'll do it tomorrow. So distraction is a form of quitting. Nostalgia, I do this one a lot, looking at the past to avoid the present. And when I say nostalgia, it's the either the glory days of Bruce Springsteen, if you know the song, or it's just always thinking back. The thing I missed, the girl that got away, the team I didn't make, the school I didn't apply to, all this nostalgic looking or the field goal I kicked that won the game or the basket I made that everybody cheered. We go back to nostalgia because we don't want to think about the present. And finally, the fifth form of quitting is novelty, pleasure to avoid perseverance. That's simple enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get Mike and Amy in here talking about these things. Why don't you guys jump in? I know you have your own thoughts and ideas that will help everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, I was saying before the show, I had to really reach uh, to find the the quitter stories for me. But you're know, <laughs> <but laughs> like an Iron Man of determination. Guess, yeah. <laughs> this is really hard for me. No, um, man, I could go on all day for this. I quit <laughs> winning. I quit <laughs> winning, right? right, right I right. finally quit winning. I said, this is not good for everybody. Right, right. It's making other people feel bad. Um, no, I think what was helpful, like seeing these five sort of uh, breakouts of like, like umbrellaing them under quitting helped me because uh good i I do them all and like i'll think about interruption to like working is something i don't want to do you know and call it made me think about college in college i i struggled right i didn't do well i Uh i i I quit a lot of things uh i changed majors three times like i was all over the map but i didn't think about until looking at this just how much i (laughs) looked for and embraced interruptions (laughs) like i I made that one first because i used to do that a lot oh yeah yeah. and like i remember one time i I sat in my dorm room one night and i'm like okay i'm just gonna gonna focus i'm gonna get it done i got my laptop you know page one or whatever an essay and then all of a sudden i just hear a clack my my dorm room overlooked the quad and uh so i'm my dorm my desk is by the window and so my window just clack clack i'm like what is that and i open the window and it's my my buddy his name is jason and he was uh uh he had a he's like Mike 
dude, I ordered a ninja kit online. And he, <laughs> and he had this grappling hook and he was throwing this grappling hook up oh, into my window. Oh, seriously. Oh, no. and I was like, dude, what are you doing with a grappling hook? He's like, dude, come on, man. I got a ninja kit. And so, <laughs> and so I said, I'm a, I got to help him out. Yeah, you know, of course you, you know, do. He, had, he was, you know, yes. un- under a little bit of a influence. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we spent the next, the Spirit, rest of the night. Spirits influence. Spirits small influence. ass. Small ass. <laughs> Well, yeah, small ass so, spirits. Small ass spirits. So we spent the rest of the night trying Did to. Did you partake of spirits? Uh, not that night. <laughs> Somebody had to. Anyway, yeah, okay. But we spent you, the rest I, of the night. I digressed you. Sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. Trying. We spent the rest of the night trying to uh, repel down the side of the dorm room building, mm. but uh, the side of the dorm building with the ninja kit with the, with the gravel. <laughs> so, so I remember it was <laughs> my friend Jason's turn, and he's so he's up on like the second story out the window he's in between the second story and first story on the wall he's like i'm doing it i'm a ninja and then he loses he falls into the bushes <laughs> and i'm like uh and i just i bailed because he kind of started so you quit on him i quit on <laughs> you quit, I, you quit, quit on your schoolwork yeah, and yeah, you quit yeah. on your friend man. yeah yeah i was a it was a, a, a loss that night in a lot of ways i didn't even think about it at that moment but that was so that was a microcosm of the, my five years in in college and how does that apply to your spiritual life you know, I think uh, when I think of work now, yeah. spiritual work, I think there's, uh, you know, becoming self-aware of my emotions, my sins, yeah. you know, my relationships <laughs> and how I'm doing with them, my marriage. And it takes work for me to become aware and then to do something about those ah, things, right? Okay. And so, guess what? I like interruptions. <laughs> yes. In the morning, I'm, uh, this morning I was listening to uh, uh, Christmas jazz. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, re- I'm trying to read my Bible, All right. and then I'm like, "Oh man, is this a uh, is this drummer boy?" And then I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like nodding my head along. I'm like, "Where was I?" You yeah. Know? And so that kind of happens all the time. We're, yeah. we're talking. Amy will 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 attest to this. Um, we're having a deep conversation, trying to get to the bottom of some things in marriage, and then you know my hand starts floating to the guitar. We have it mounted on our wall. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. so you know that's maybe more the novelty you know pleasure to avoid perseverance but there's always places i'm going because i I can't either handle or i'm too afraid or it's just too overwhelming to me and i'm like get me out of this moment right right and that's just how i've always operated um i mean i could share more later but i was trying to get in touch about what happened to me growing up that kind of built this into my character right and and there's probably some things there i mean i grew up just my mom and my sister and to me they seemed very like they were very outward with their emotions, so I grew up and I wasn't. And right, I was very suppressed them a bit. Suppressed them, so sure. I'm like upstairs in my room, door closed, you know, making mixtapes while they're hashing stuff out. Right? right, so there's, there's, I just learned to to avoid and and there's so since I can, as long as I can remember, that was how I d- dealt with life. I mean, I think there are a lot of guys like us that that we quit emotionally, right? Because we see the storm and we go, I'm going to quit emotionally, and we don't realize that later on in life, when we get married, have kids that same quitter instinct is going to be at play. Mm -hmm. And I think we quit emotionally because we don't always admit, this is me, I'm not saying about you, I I wasn't able to admit in my teen years and younger how discouraging the emotions were, how much I was overwhelmed by them. And so I would look for distraction, and I would look and go, I'm going to go play basketball. I'm going to go do this thing that's easier 
than having to deal right. with emotion. Right. And so let's get Amy in here. Hmm. I, yeah, I, I really do not like seeing myself as a quitter. I mean, as we're going over the notes, I went, oh, man, quit, quitting episode. I want to be on the you, you New Hope you episode. Done? You should have interrupted yourself and have gotten away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Distract myself. Uh, but when I go over this, I think of overreaction. I don't often see that as quitting, but I overreact emotionally all the time. And I mean, I don't think I really saw that till we got married. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm crazy, you know, because I just get angry. I don't like working through things. Yeah. I don't like having to persevere. You have to forgive. You have to be vulnerable in, in relationships. So it's just easier to react, you know, right. and uh, and and it's funny because I look at these and I could so clearly see the ways that Mike quits, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah he yeah. totally wants to, you know, tell us. And, uh, yes, she, tell us. <laughs> she helped me. Prepare. We want to know more. I thought of some stories for him, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I just don't I, I think because I can outwardly keep going, yes. you know, I'll keep going. But in my heart, I'm done. And then I get so mad if somebody else quits. I'm like, look, you just do it anyway, you know, and, yeah. and I, <laughs> so, but it's out of anger, you know, and that's so, interesting. Um, so you, you can outwardly keep going. You just said something that's pretty profound, right? I can outwardly keep going, but I've quit. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I do that as a Christian all the time, right? Like I outwardly do the right things. I go to church, you know, yeah. I'll read my Bible. Yeah. But I, don't, I could not believe any of it, you know, or I stopped really praying but about stuff. But you wouldn't and... say prior to this that you were a quitter, right? No. Uh... Mike, prior to this, you would say you're a quitter, right? Oh, easily. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But you would. So, so you guys are actually the same. Yes. It's right. just that it manifests itself right. differently. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And yep. I would I would agree. And I would say that, you know, I, I started this whole study. No, no, I didn't intend on starting this whole study and evaluation. I was doing fear because I, I was like, I got to deal with I've got to deal with these fears in my life. If I want to do the things that I want to do in my life. If I want to succeed at these really much more difficult things than I've ever done in my life. I've got some goals. There's fears I've got that are going to get in the way. And then as I started looking at fear, I started going, wait a minute. And I saw it's like God was leading me this little thing that I, it was like, it's, it was almost like this little, you ever get something caught in a sweater or knitting, it's mm-hmm. a lint or dirt and you're trying to get it out. Or mm-hmm. Actually, best thing is when you, when you get a gift, I got a gift, a shirt and I have to cut the tag off oh, yeah. and then the little plastic <laughs> thing is still stuck yeah. in there and Tears you're trying to get that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like that. It was like, I get this little plastic thing stuck in the label. I'm trying to get that out. Right. <laughs> and get it. And then I just go, Oh the thing that my fear really leads me to do is get discouraged because what I found is I will, I will see how hard it's going to be and that it's taking me more than two years to accomplish it. And it'll be, ah, oh, it's not worth it. Or I'll f- see the, feel the criticism. Mm-hmm. Someone may be being critical or mm-hmm. doubtful mm-hmm. of it or, mm-hmm. or disparaging of mm-hmm. it. And I'll be like, ah, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should do this. Maybe it's not worth it. And that discouragement mm-hmm. makes me go, I'll, I'll quit. Mm. And what it is for me is I don't get down when I get discouraged. I stop doing it. Mm. And and one of the reasons I'll move off of things sometimes Mm. is because I'm like, okay, I'm discouraged that this isn't going to work. So I'm going to move and I'm going to do and invent this new thing right? instead of Mm -hmm. finishing it. And so I think that's really, I think a lot, the reason I'm bringing up what I go through and and talking about you guys' differences, a lot of people, when they hear the word quitter, they go, I'm not a quitter. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, and that was a good discussion. I think that well, now and that what we were talking about before, because same thing in the way I viewed Amy, I've always admired how she'll she'll push through anything, right? And she'll just kind of keep going, right? But tying this into discouragement, like saying like, okay, if I'm discouraged, that's actually a sign. There's part of me that just stopped believing this could happen, right? You know, or doesn't think so. I've and and I do it too, but I'm very I'm pretty outward with my quitting as well. But it helped me understand how to even have conversations with Amy more to help, mm-hmm. or you know, share, be vulnerable. Going like, okay, there's, if there's discouragement that we have, there's probably something in us where we stop believing and we're doubting. And now, I, I got something for you here. 
before we go. And 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 is and, it Christmas and, related? And it's not. It, 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 well, it's going to be in a minute. <laughs> but this one's not because I didn't cover this in the earlier episode. Saved it up for now. So one of the things that happened to me, as I mentioned in episode one, is that I got so discouraged over the holidays when I was first a Christian. Is I started. I, I think I missed some services and didn't didn't read my Bible and stuff like that. And over the years, I've had more than one occasion where I've been like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep going to this church. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to keep being a Christian. It's too hard. It's taken up too much of my time. And uh, it seems like the holidays was always a time where I went through that more than other times. And um, and I've, I've, I remember early on when I was a Christian, I had a guy that had sort of befriended me as a, I was a very young Christian novice. And then one day he was like, yeah, I'm not going to go to church anymore. And I remember I went in shock. I was like, wait a minute, you're like my my buddy. And then I had a guy that was a real hero of mine in the church that I liked. He was a really good basketball player. And he wasn't like a minister or anything. He was just a really good basketball player. And he was in the church and I really admired him. And, and we used to go play basketball and he would actually send me encouraging notes when I was in college going, Hey, hang in there and mm-hmm. stick with it and everything. And then he just decided he wasn't going to go anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing him after um, he was going to meet somebody and I ran into him and I was like, wow, you know, he's just like not going to be a Christian anymore. And that was my first two experiences with it. It was very painful because I didn't really like being a Christian because I thought it was hard. Mm-hmm. In the sense that people say, well, what do you mean you like being a Christian? Because it, it was hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like, I, people, say, oh, people go to church their whole life. You know, hard is different for them. It was hard for me to get in the, go in the building. <laughs> it was hard for right. me to sing a song. Like people yeah. be singing songs and I'm like, oh my gosh, what more do they want yeah. out of me? Mm-hmm. And then carry their Bible. I was, oh man, <laughs> my. hey, let's meet up outside of church. Meet up outside of church. And then they say, let's meet up again, again. <laughs> uh, you guys are sucking my life away. You know, I, I like yeah. was miserable. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't, I mean, I don't even know how I did it. You know, I, I God alone mm-hmm. that I went to church and stayed going to church. And so as I was evaluating that, I was looking, I was saying, I bet there are a lot of people like me out there. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down and I thought, okay, what happens? Well, you get spiritually shaken, you get discouraged, and you want to quit. And I thought of spiritual quitting, and I said, it'd be, it's just a process to quitting, right? There's mm-hmm. a process to mm-hmm. quitting spiritually, and first is you drift away. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what you guys think about this. Mm-hmm. First, you drift away. This isn't on the screen, so I'm just going to tell it to you. And you drift away. You get doubtful and you get cynical. You start to get doubtful about what you believe and you get cynical about God's motives. You go, I don't know if God's out for me. I think God's just trying to hurt mm-hmm. me. He's made my life mm-hmm. harder. My life was better before. Uh, you drift away. Then second, you start to fade away. So you're still going to church when you're drifting. But then you go to church, you have to fade away. You get disinterested and emotionally unavailable. I mean, you're in church, but you're just kind of like, okay. And you're smiling and you're mm-hmm. being all, you're acting. Right. But you're really fading away. And some people don't even know it. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're out there, I'm talking because some of us are drifting away. We have a lot of doubt, a lot of cynicism, don't trust God, but we're not telling anybody. We're fading away. We're disinterested and emotionally unavailable. We're like, ah, yeah, I'm going to go, but I'm not really available to anybody. And I think the, the, the next stage is you move away. You get mm-hmm. disconnected enough and you start chasing the other. Mm-hmm. And the other's mark forward says that you end up getting choked out. The thorny soil gets choked out because it starts to want other things. And the next thing you know, you're starting to want to move away. You think, man, if I just lived in Singapore, mm-hmm. if I just lived in Hong Kong, you know, there's no taxation in Texas. And literally, these things start to go through your mind. And what we don't often realize when we think about moving away, you know, the average American moves, I think, 4.3 every 4.3 years. And what we don't often think about when we want to move away is that a lot of times it's because we're disconnected. Right. And a lot of times as Christians, we don't understand. We think, oh, I want to move away because, especially in the Bay Area, housing's cheaper other places. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you, you can't argue there unless you're going to Manhattan. Um, <laughs> but that's not a lot of times why people want to move. People want to move away from where they live because something has happened to them spiritually where they become disconnected. And now 
more than God's purpose for their life. They want the other. Right. And then the, the <clears> next <throat> thing you do is you run away. Hmm. A lot of times when you start moving away, you may not move, but you run away. You get discouraged by true, false, or residual guilt. You can go do the guilt series. Listen to that. <clears throat> you physically want to escape the guilt. We try to mm-hmm. run away from an internal or psychic pain. And finally, once you've gone through the process, you first start drifting, then you fade, then you want to move, then you start to run, and then you fall away. Now, this is an interesting topic because a lot of people think of falling away as leaving church. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about leaving God. Mm-hmm. It's John 15. You start to mm-hmm. wither and eventually your branch falls off mm-hmm. because you've gone through this process. So I think over the holidays, and I want to get, get you guys this sort of tip for people that are listening. I'm really reaching out to you in case spiritually you're about to give it up. Mm-hmm. You're about to go, I've had it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm so sad. I'm so tired. I'm not discouraged by my life at work. I'm not discouraged by my relationships outside of church. I'm discouraged by church. And when you get there, you can drift, you can fade, you can want to move, you can want to run. And if you keep it up, you can eventually fall away Mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. You can just have no desire to have a relationship with God. Do you guys have any tips about how to beat that process or what you would do or what you have done when you've been in that process? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I I feel like I've been in that process different probably several different times. But um, I mean, I remember uh, one time just I had a friend tell me she was like, you know, you're probably a couple months away from just falling away from God. And I and I was like, no, I was, you know, I just felt like, no, I wasn't, you know, no, I'm not because I'm still going to church. I'm still doing the things, you know, but I was in that process, I think, of fading away and drifting away. And I was really struggling with my eating disorder and I felt really depressed and I was hiding a bunch of guilt and sin. And and so I didn't see because I was doing the outward actions. I didn't see how much I was drifting. And uh, and so. Um, I mean, I think, I think, I guess a tip, maybe just tell somebody, you know, just tell yes. somebody, cause you know, you can feel like such a bad Christian. Like if you don't believe anymore, right. you don't believe in prayer, you don't believe in the Bible anymore. Right. You, know? you know, you just feel so bad. Like I shouldn't feel that way. And, you know, and you don't want to say, say anything, but I think if you just say something to somebody, you know, get yourself to tell somebody, you yeah. know, yeah. um, and the other thing is just praying. I remember having a prayer when I was in that spot and I just sat in my car and in the parking lot on campus and just prayed and said, God, I don't know. I'm really low. You know, I didn't know a solution. I didn't know what to do about it. And I felt like God opened doors, you know, for yes. for me to go where I needed to go and get the spiritual help I needed. I didn't even know to ask for it. You know, I didn't even know what to do or how to even tell anybody. So uh, maybe just even starting with telling God, you know, what you really feel. Mm-hmm. What you think, Mike? Yeah, I th- a couple of things I thought of um, helped me over. So, I mean, one, I think, you know, going back, I think in the, the last episode we did, we were talking about, or the last couple anyways, about the different types of discouragement uh, that we can feel or we can experience, you know, emotional, situational, like I, figuring out, okay, what happened to me? Like sometimes there's, I guess just getting self-aware a little bit, you know, said, so is there something that happened or is there something that I'm, I've been ignoring or is there some kind of deeper thing? Right. Um, so that when you have the conversations, like what Amy's talking about, you know, it can be more helpful where you can say, Hey, look, I've man, I've really wanted this to happen. Like when I was, I was just talking about college. Yes. Like I had a lot of discouragement about the fact that I was still in school. All my friends have graduated and right. I barely know what my major is about. I'm just trying to graduate. Right. So, um, but another thing might be cool, just finding someone in the Bible, finding a character, somebody in the Bible that yes. you can study out that you can really relate to. That's right. I mean, I remember one that still sticks with me, uh, you know, Brian's in the room over here. He's not on a mic, but you know, him and, uh, other friend Sean sat me down one day and just kind of did a Bible study with me, teaching me about Moses, yes. right, and about how Moses was a dude who uh, quit. Yes, he tried, you know, uh, didn't work out for him when he killed the dude, and like, whoops, that didn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna dip out to uh, to Midian, right, and then later, you know, he's older, and God's like, hey, time to go, right, right, and then. 
So I remember that inspired me at the time because I felt like I'd used up all my chances. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And yes. So, that's a good point. And so to, the idea of like, well, okay, even at this stage in life, he was still able to. So I remember that time that really got me through it because at the time I just felt guilty, wretched, and like I kind of, at this point, the best I can do is, is go to church and try to sin as little as possible. Right. So that was my. Yes. So finding someone who kind of, you know, went through something similar, albeit way more extreme, right? It's yes. Well, <laughs> Help me go, okay, there's a path out of where I'm at, right? Beautiful. So, and that's um, what First Corinthians ten thirteen says. God will not give you any temptation greater than you can handle, mm-hmm. and he will give you a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A way out is, is a new life. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people think, well, I became a Christian. I got my new life. No, you have infinite numbers of new lives. Mm-hmm. As long as you're willing to do, I really want to leave these people with these two tips. The thing that Amy said, you got to tell somebody. Tell God. Start by telling God. And at the end of the day, look, all of us as human beings are judgmental. You can't allow the judgments of people to make you think you're stuck. Mm-hmm. What does Paul say here? I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Don't quit. That's what we're telling you today. The message of dealing with discouragement is no matter how painful it is, no matter how difficult it is, maybe you're fighting disease, cancer, death, loss of a loved one, financial challenges, just don't quit because mm-hmm. ultimately there's a new life waiting. Think of yourself as that phoenix, you know, and the phoenix burns and completely dies only to rise again new. And I think that's what we're talking about here. And that's what God can do in our lives. We love the fact that you're sticking with the discouraging, uh, defeating discouragement series, and we're looking forward to our next episode. And I guarantee you that we're going to get back in there. We're going to give you that Christmas showdown, <laughs> but we want to leave you with a way to deal with these five qualities of a quitter and choose this life. Don't let yourself lose your faith. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back soon. We hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net where we have devotionals, videos, and articles. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Deep Spirituality and click subscribe. You can also find us on all your favorite social media platforms. So be sure to give us a like or a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback and listen to what you enjoy or anything we can improve on. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.